You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what's up, moron? Nice haircut. Thanks, do they man. make it in men's? No, they don't. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a championship version of the Touchline Media Group, although I guess they have their own youth tournament championship to uh, to crow about over in England as well. Um, but ours matters more because CONCACAF is way more important than the uh, UEFA. I mean, everybody says that. I'm your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. This episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Air decides to put in. Um, what did they do last time? Oh, right. We were talking about how much we liked uh, American Express, so they put in MasterCard Visa. Um, we appreciate that. Uh, keep doing that sort of mocking us thing. We appreciate it. Uh, we are joined today by soccer panelist and all-around good guy, uh, Kev from Cascadia. Um, he's not from Cascadia. He's from the Colorado Rockies, I think. Is that, is that fair? It ain't easy being a, a, a faux Rapids fan out here. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so we're here to talk about uh, the last two games of the U-20 CONCACAMP Championship. Um, one of them mattered a lot more than the other. And the, uh, but, but you know what? Neither of them were very hard. So um, let's, let's talk about the second game. Shut up, Greg. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the second game first, just because uh, it is, as we speak, um, finishing up nope did it did it just end yeah it ended um <laughs> there's still like seven minutes to go in my game right yeah of course no nah, i'm um, kidding I see it. it's, it's over <laughs> um i just I wanted mean, to I keep believe, that bit i going. believe you yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i buy the bit um to be to be fair that game was over in the what 30th minute I always scored the first one, like the 19th or something. Yeah, but, I, you know, there, there's always a chance they get a weird one back, and who knows? Everything um, tightens up. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I give it the second goal, and then the third goal that happened, like, two minutes after I mean, the that. Third, well, the third goal, you saw actual deflating on the field, so I think that was what you can accurately call it. Okay, so this game has, uh, ended in the 39th minute, um, courtesy of, right. yeah, yeah. of Noah Allen. Um, and, look, like all the respects in the world to the Dominican Republic. Um, you know, they too are going to the Olympics and, you know, not everybody gets to go to the Olympics. Uh, I, I I'm getting ahead of myself here. We're, we'll, we'll talk about the Honduras match in a moment, but um, you know, some teams are not going to the Olympics. Some teams are not even going to the U20 world cup, which is like, I mean, who, who misses out on the U20 world cup, right? Like not us, not us, not this time around. Not again. No, we've been <laughs> to the U20 World Cup for a while now. It's the pesky Olympics birth has been a little tricky. Yeah, but like who and the actual the World Cup birth. Also that, but um, but it's in the past, bro. 
That happened like four years ago. Nobody even remembers that. Um, actually, I'm going to tell you guys a funny story. I, I had a, a, a family friend, or not a family friend, a friend over on uh, Friday night for dinner. Um, and his kid was there, his kid's like 12. And, and we asked him, uh, my brother and I were like, who is better at football, Michigan or Michigan State? And he was like, oh, Michigan State, but Michigan's better at basketball. And my soul left my body. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, okay. Um, so that, so just in terms of like the, the life cycle of things, if any of you dear listeners think that Michigan is a better, uh, football program of the last like decade and a half, uh, talk to a 13 year old about which team is better. It, don't it'll... talk to a 13, don't talk to a 13 year old. <laughs> Never talk please, to a 13 year old. Please don't. Yeah. We are not encouraging you. Make sure you know the child before approaching. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't just approach 13 year olds. Um, they don't like that. And by they, I mean the cops. Um, the cops don't like it when you do that. Um, I don't either. Also that, you know, society, not a huge fan. Um, <laughs> official stance of the podcast. Official stance of the podcast. Do not approach 13-year-olds that you do not know. <laughs> That's actually an improvement because before we only kind of came out against assassination. <laughs> um, At least yeah. we're, we're full-throated this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of like other official policies. I mean, we do have an official policy against bullying. Uh, high school uh, yep. high school students we are officially against that um so we that's why we don't talk much recruiting on this because we would and we, we try to we try to do our best yeah that is like a weird gray area <laughs> uh it's because like can i criticize a recruit <laughs> hell yeah can i criticize a 16 year old no no inappropriate <laughs> It also gets worse the older you like. Yeah, these, these, yeah right. It's uh, one reviews. thing if you're like a sophomore at Michigan State and you're upset at a 17 year old, but like you know, we're way past that. I graduated like three years ago, so I'm way too old for such a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of 16 year olds and 18 year olds who are going to criticize and or okay. uh, commend, uh, we had a U20 uh, tournament, uh, and we are the winners of it. So. Um, again, I, I don't see like the use in going with the lineups in either of these games because everybody played, I think across the two, I think everybody, um, played in one of the, in one of the two, I'm, unless I'm missing someone. No, um, I mean, give or take. Did Pukstas play against Honduras? I don't remember. I two days ago. Don't. Yeah. Anyways, if, if, if he didn't. <laughs> If he didn't, the only the if he did, the only player who didn't play in the two games was Kate Cowell because he he got asked not to come back. Um, <laughs> he has he has one more game of the suspension to serve. So um, we missed the Costa Rica game. Seems like that was two days ago. I forget. I'm like I'm like wait a minute. Like this this tournament for, flew for, by. It, it's like playing games every other day. Um, it like it really undermines the whole like you need to rotate. Uh, uh, like like in tournaments because it's like played every two games there were only 20 players you, you literally couldn't um but uh so let's let's uh let's go through it let's let's uh have a victory lap because again um this team came down to Honduras with three I guess three goals right well one goal which would have three outcomes which is win the tournament and they won the tournament they made the Olympics they made the U20 World Cup um the U20 it's it's interesting because I think the U20 World Cup is actually like more prestigious in the soccer world, but the Olympics matters so much more uh, in America because people would just like randomly watch the Olympics and nobody's going to randomly turn on the U20 World Cup. Um, oh, if, if they made like a run beat, like a, a, a European blue bud and like medal, you don't have to win the thing, but even if they just medaled, I think that that would, that'd be the most mainstream thing out of like a World Cup every four years that could probably happen regarding soccer in America. Yeah. I mean, like the thing is, is that like people watch the Olympics just sort of passively. It's like, oh, the Summer Olympics on, I'll just have NBC on. And if you like, yeah. if you start hearing like America beat Brazil, we're not going to beat Brazil, but America beat Argentina. Giving America people the ho- giving people the hope. Right. Um, giving the people hope. Sorry. Right. Uh, like, I, I think that that's, that's really like the outcome here. So like as much as lifting the trophy is fun and cool for the kids and like good to like show that we are, you know, winning tournaments, it's much more important to get to the Olympics. And then at the Olympics, it's a U23 tournament and certain people who are not on this qualification roster, probably going to be there. Um, including, uh, you know, Gio Reyna, who's sort of important to, to these things. You think he's, you think they're going to let him play in the Olympics? 
Yeah, I think for the Olympics, especially since it's in the summer, um, like I, I think that I think that they'll they'll. Do you think it depends on how we? Because like I mean, his last year at uh, Dortmund was not great health wise. You think it kind of depends on? Is this kind of like an NBA situation where they're kind of watching how he goes down the stretch and if he has problems? No, no, you're taking summer league off. I mean, I, I see it as being like uh, somewhat dependent on uh, his club situation, because if the next year goes the way that I think it could go, he'll be settled at a new club by summer 2024. If he's still at Dortmund in April 24. of 2024, then I'm thinking maybe not because he'll he, he might be looking for a move. You don't want to get injured playing. in a Right. Yeah, that's OK. Like that type. So of the thing. Olympic, the Olympics is two right because the Olympics is two years away from this tournament. Yep, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, so so we're two, we're two years away, and and that team will be very different from this team. I, I would be willing to bet that of the twenty players here, ten won't be on the on the Olympic roster. Um, like I'm not going to go through which ones, but like I, I think I wouldn't be shocked if you saw ten different players because, for example, um, Ricardo Pepe is going to be on that team. Justin Che is probably going to be on that team. Um, you know, you can go through the list uh, of, of guys, you know, Caleb Wiley was, was supposed to be on this roster. He didn't get released. He would be on the Olympic roster. Um, There's some dual national spice that might play into that as well. Right. Uh, you know, there's a certain left back who, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no Olympics for Mexico and there's Olympics for America and you only get one crack at it. So, um, so I think we'll be on this team. Yeah. Pulisic like like, desperately wanted to play in an Olympics. Yeah. Um, like he'll really, Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pulisic that he's talked multiple times. Like the last, he was not on the qualifying team, but he like spoke about the last qualification cycle. We screwed up about how he had wanted to be part of the Olympic squad going forward. He just wants to get to the Olympic village for two weeks. Oh, he would have a blast. Um, you know, uh, wait, so, what, what's the Olympic eligibility? I thought it was, it's not 23. There, there, there are three exceptions. Yeah, you, you get, get three, three overage players. So the, the, presumably. <laughs> the Argentinians just bring Messi. <laughs> they could they and could. might. Well, that's like Brazil. Brazil brought like hosted, Neymar once. Yeah, when they hosted it in the Summer Olympics in Brazil. And that was like, I think the last like international trophy they had never won. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, they like prioritized but that was still, it. That was 26. 16. No. 16. In Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, so he would have been like uh, he would have been 24-ish. But he no, was like huge, but it's also viewed as like a kind of like an amateur tournament. I don't know. It exists in a very weird like Yeah. The Olympics well, are a big deal to every country, but it, within the soccer sphere, it's not the the best overage uh like exception player ever though was the last uh Olympic cycle for Mexico and uh Gignac was one of their overage players. He like somehow <laughs> he's French, right? He, I mean, he somehow had eligibility or an, or an avenue to make like a one-time switch to represent Mexico Use at, it, the Olympics. at the Olympics. Oh, I mean, sweet. Uh, would you I not mean, do this? I mean, would you not do the same? Oh, also, sure. what if you're like, what if you're like the 36 year old guy that just got divorced and he's just like, well, I could use two weeks in the Olympic village. <laughs> Olympic village. Um, so, uh, you know, we're not hoping for a divorce. I don't even know if he's married, but John Brooks coming on down. We definitely <laughs> could use a center back. Uh, and although imagine him running, like trying to chase 19 year olds. That doesn't sound fun at all. No. Um, but, but so anyway, so, so we, we might as well, and, and we'll talk about the, the players here, but just while we're on the subject, um, Pulisic is going to be there. Cause he said he's going to be there, but which two overage players would you guys bring? Um, I, I, I would want to bring, I, I definitely would want to bring Tyler Adams and I would definitely, I, and Chris Richards, I think is over age. I think he's like a year old and I would want to bring him just because I, I was not in love with the center back situation. Yeah. Those are the, those are the positions. Walker Zimmerman. I wouldn't hate yeah. either miles Zimmerman Robinson. Any of those guys, yeah. like I think would be Matt, Matt Miazga. Hey, I, I love it. I love the idea. I love where your head's at. But actually, you know what? I think Walker Zimmerman would probably be the best shout because it's like he's a guy who will organize things, and that's sort of what you need when children are on the field. I was going to say, though, but like at a certain point, like Walker Zimmerman just had his first kid, right? So like he might be tired of haranguing toddlers by the time 2024 comes (laughs) around. So he doesn't want to go and harangue a bunch of 19-year-olds. Like, no, I'm good. I don't know, man. If you can make it work with your club situation you can get their blessing like it'd be really hard to turn down an olympic call-up just because like 
it's so no matter fun. the sport it's cool you, as hell well yeah, yeah no matter the sport you play growing up in america like you think of like the olympics like it's i don't know it's a big deal i mean like i think i think like the opening ceremonies yeah well yeah world champions of, of the sport that one country plays yeah allegedly um and i don't remember if it was like four years ago or eight years ago or whatever um flag football is trying to get into the olympics so you know that would be fun um we would we would do terrible things to folks but um but i i, I think like walker zimmerman like the, the the only issue with with having walker zimmerman outside of you know chasing around 19 year olds would be like do you worry about the okay boomer effect? Like if he's so old that people are just like, okay, boomer. And it's like, <laughs> he's like what, 28, 29 right now. Remember oh, the he's diff- 30. Yeah. Think of he, he, he'll be 31. I think by then, but think about like the way that an 18 year old interacts with a 31 year old. And it's very much. Oh, like dude, I remember being in college when I was 21 and there were guys that were old that had came back for like a tailgate. They were, at, they were like standing on the wall in Landshark. They were like 25 or 26 and you just <laughs> sniffed it out right away. And it was like, who are these old guys? And now right. it's like, it's a ridiculous statement, but yeah, no. 31 I, I is quite it, yeah. young, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, around, not around 19 year olds. Um, so. Weird way of saying that. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, so um, let's, let's sort of like go through this 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 sort of this last game just because it was like sort of a triumph we'll go through it quickly um Paxton Aronson won the golden boot for the tournament he uh I think he's probably the guy who who's most likely to move now um not because he played the best not because he was the most important player but because he already had the name recognition um and because like people scouts and teams are are sort of dumb and they're like oh Brendan Aronson worked. Uh, he has a younger brother who just like balled out in a youth tournament. Great. Cool. Let's bring him in. Um, and look like he's good. He's not Brent. Like they, they're very different players. Brendan runs around with a chick, like a chicken with his head cut off. Um, and like it works, but Paxton, I think is, is less like go, go, go and more technical. Um, he still like presses hard. He's still whatever. But like, I thought that, I thought that he, um, and, and he did it a lot tonight. Um, I thought that he he really raised sort of his his sort of stock his 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 ability to get a move if Philadelphia is interested. Is it weird? All those Philly kids like two years ago were like soup. It was right when like when Brendan had made his move, and they're like, "Oh, he's got a brother and Quinn Sullivan and like, um, and- yeah." And none of them are like starting for that team. It isn't like Brendan Aronson made that move to Salzburg when he was like an MLS best eleven and like played. Yeah, minutes. All those guys come off the bench right now. I don't know how close they are to like I being better than who starts over them, but like sometimes it also. All right, you have these this moment where you've got stock up U twenty. It's a money thing. Yeah, like unless you're chasing the supporter shield, like you just need to make the playoffs. And like I don't think anyone's taking the supporter shield at this point from LAFC. So, dude, like play your kids, get them some minutes, and like flip them in six months for some bucks or alternatively play them, you know, in the next couple of weeks, show that they're quote good enough and then get some in the summer. Yeah. yeah. $12 million, whatever. I don't, I don't think that any of them would go for 12 million, but get, you know, no. two, $3 million. Yeah. Um, for, 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 I guess, Aronson, I, I, I thought Sullivan played well. I, I don't see him being there, but as a reminder, I mean, like it does sometimes happen that players don't play, get a move. And it's just like, they like what they see. Um, Joe Scali, Scali, was like that, Joe yeah. Scali yeah. never played in the MLS. I, I don't think that he was has cute, guys. Yeah, that was nice. Um, <laughs> well, like it was Brian weird. Reynolds. Brian Reynolds too. Um, he, well, he like played for like like five weeks after Cannon got sold, and then he yeah. right away went, which made which was bizarre. But yeah, Scali was super weird because he was like in their academy for years and could never like get on the field and like Gladbach swooped him for like over a million bucks. Yeah, it was weird when it happened. Um, if, if I remember correctly, I remember like hearing his name and being like, I don't know who that is. Why is he getting bought for a million dollars or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought McGlynn, there, McGlynn was, he had another goal today um, on his left. Uh, he had a, you know, a banger of a goal against, was it Costa Rica? Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, I, I did not think he was one of the top two eights. Um, that played here, but I thought that he, you know, just talking about this, tonight's game, he he does have a skill um, that is that is sort of like you can see translating to a, a higher level. 
The problem is, is that he's unathletic and doesn't do anything else well. But his ability to pick out passes and, and, and make accurate passes, um, I think is going to be a huge, huge boon for, for Philly. If he can play as like sort of like a deeper lying midfielder um, with, with another, like he, you couldn't play him as, as sort of a single six, but if you could play him as part of a pair that are, that are in front of a, a back line, I think that he could be very, very effective in, in MLS, at least because of the time. Um, but uh, yeah, no notes. All right, great. I don't disagree. No. <laughs> yeah. All right, great. Um, you know, and 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 just like uh, because as a reminder here, like not everybody at this tournament is going to get a big move to Europe just because they played well in this tournament. Like yeah. Glenn might just be like a really good MLS midfielder for the next ten years, and and like that's fine. He'll make a lot of money doing that. Yeah, um, we're getting back to the thing about like, is it really necessary to make everybody move over to Europe just to like? Hey man, it's not that big of a deal if your ceiling is good MLS player. Walker Zimmerman's ceiling from a certain point of view is good MLS player. That's really, really freaking good. Um, you know, I don't think it's a certain point. He's never been out of the MLS, right? Right, but like, there's a question of like, could he have made it? So on and so forth. Like, it's, yeah, but, fine. But, but the the point is, is that like McGlynn, I, I don't think is getting a move. I think um, Diego Luna's super weird to me. I, I think that he's an example of like uh, Chad Bradford because I have to reference Moneyball a lot recently, but like, he looks weird, even though he's effective, but like, he looks weird. He looks funny on the, on the, on the field. So like, I don't know that he'll ever get a big move. I could see him being like a, um, like a, a, a best 11 in like Argentina or Brazil and just like never moving to, to the Europe, to Europe, but, but being effective there. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, there's worse, there's worse, worse things to, to have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hanging out in Sao Paulo for the next 10 years doesn't sound terrible. Um, you're muted, Kevin. I'm sorry about that. It's He's like an interesting player because he like, there's very few Americans that want pressure. Like Dest wants someone like right in front of him so that he can just like skin him alive. But most of our guys like want to operate in a bit more space. Whereas Luna like wants to draw one or two people in and then like, he doesn't want to move his body to beat you. He wants to move the ball within like a three foot radius of his body to beat you. And he'll either like flip it past you or he'll find like someone, but you need to be close to him to do it. And it's very different than like what you're used to watching. Yeah. He's an option quarterback. Um, He is, he is, I'm going to give you one here. He is Eric Crouch. Oh, like he's not necessarily faster than everybody else around him, but like, and, and like, if you have, if he has a lot of space in front of you, him, between you, him and the defender, he's not all that special. But if you like, if he brings you in, it's like, ah, he's going to make the right decision. And, and or Cassius he will manipulate Winston. Cassius one, Winston, yeah. One-on-one, like in the open floor, not that scary, but like when there's like a bunch of just jumbled bodies around, like somehow yeah. he's like, he, he does those like, he would do those like off rhythm, like floaters. And I feel like Luna's the same thing where it's like, things are just like a little unorthodox and it works super well, super fun to watch him. Yeah. I think, I think like the, the way that I described it earlier was like, he either makes a move half a beat too early or half a beat too Mm -hmm. late, but either way it's making the defender like wrong footed. It's like, because look, like if you play enough sports, you know, what moves are going to come in any given situation. Not like, I'm not even talking about scouting. Like I'm talking about like, if you play football and you see a wide receiver, take two steps and go left. Like, okay. Slam. Great. Okay. I know how to deal with that. I know what my, like your brain is conditioned to do certain things in that situation. And Luna like does it wrong and takes like five steps and chops his feet and looks right. And then goes left. And you're like, you're doing that incorrectly, but therefore (laughs) I am. It's like, it's like, like we've talked about like the Peyton Manning used to yell at cornerbacks who got their, their uh, coverage wrong. Right. um, Because (laughs) you you made it. Yeah. It's like, exactly. right. It's like, you only intercepted that because you got the play wrong. And the corner's like, you're right. But, <laughs> um, and, and Luna like does is, is sort of that, right? Like he's doing something wrong, but it's working because it's sort of out of, out of cadence or whatever. Um, you know, but I, I thought that, that the, so, so the, those are, those are two of them. I thought Alvarado was the best midfielder. Um, Luna was the most important, but I like, but, but Alvarado, I thought was just like sort of a, a, a tier above the other guys. Um, Securis is obviously a child. He, he 
tried really hard and he was around a lot and like good job buddy yeah no no no. like and i'm not saying that to be a bad thing like i i think that like he put he put in you know to use the hockey phrase like he put in a shift he 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 was out on the ice for two minutes i have to pause you for a second if this goal stands the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my entire life just happened in a san jose chicago game hang on they're playing the replay right now let's see uh all right one awesome save by selena hits the post uh Block shot, hits the post, finally in. Chaotic. I'm sorry. The ball is pinging around. I have ADHD. Please continue the show. This is this is a um it's fine. It's not podcast. like we haven't it's not like we haven't interrupted episodes before because of nice goals. Yeah, sort of sort of what we do. Um, but but anyway, so like I, I thought Alvarado um and Alvarado already plays in Europe and and did get a start. I mean he didn't play a ton um for Vizela at, in the in the top of Portugal, but um you know, he's there, he's on the first team, he gets some minutes, um, you know, you, you, you'd think maybe this, this could be a springboard for him getting, um, more, but who knows? We'll, we'll see with him. Um, like I have just like a, like a broad statement, like, okay, it's, it's super fun that like Paxton Harrison scored all these goals and there are these like individual, like fun moments, but there were like previous like failed Olympic qualifying cycles or like U20 tournaments where like you've watched these guys and like, Oh, like there's like, I don't know, like Ledesma or the, the Soto performances and stuff like that. I don't take a ton out of like the individual performances because truthfully, like most of these guys are playing on teams that are above this level and they play in leagues that are above like a U20 CONCACAF tournament. Everybody here who plays above the USL level is playing at a level. Right. Right. So like, that's where I want to see like, okay, like what's your actual standard at this point? Like understood that they're kids. The most important thing about this is like the, the, the mentality and like how they like approach this tournament that we haven't talked about the Honduras game yet, but like winners win tournaments and winners win games. And for a decade, really ever since that Copa America in 15, like the U S just kind of like was lost at sea. Like they just, they didn't have, they didn't go into games thinking we're going to win. We're going to beat up on people. And like, we qualify for the world cup. We've won a lot of international, you know, nations league gold cup. Like it's starting to trickle down. And it feels like there's like a group of people again that like, okay, we don't care if we're playing every other day in Honduras. Like we're going to ball on you. Um, and that mentality, I think is going to be huge for these guys going forward. It's, it's to, to, to like the analogy that I always come back to is that, um, and it's sort of the reverse of this. But there was a moment in, I want to say it was 2010 or 20, 2009 or 2010 or one of those years um, where NC State came into Dope Campbell Stadium, Florida State, and beat them like 47 to 10 or something. Like they really humiliated them. I don't know if it was NC State or Wake Forest or one of those teams. Um, and someone asked like some, somebody after the game, like, weren't you concerned? And they were like, we don't fear the helmets anymore. Like there's nothing to fear from the helmets. And I think that like America is sort of in CONCACAF getting the reverse back, right? Where people are starting to fear the crest a little bit. And look, you can win games before you get off the bus. Um, you know, in, in, in soccer, right? Like sometimes when you see that the, the, the chicken or whatever from France, like you're like, I'm not, we're not winning today. <laughs> the chicken from France. I don't, I don't know what their badge is. I, know, like I don't know. I don't know why the first place my, my head went was uh, from the chicken from Moana. I was just like, oh, that's not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, that's the thing is that like, like some, I think that there were, there were times over the last decade, um, you know, last seven years, last 10 years, whatever, um, where American, American players feared the, the Mexican crest. And like they let themselves get beat by the situation or mm-hmm. they, they, and certainly there, there are, there have been times when our players were afraid of Azteca. Um, well, yeah. You know, like you, you go into Azteca and it's like, well, we're going to lose now. Um, but, but obviously like that's, that's maybe sort of turning the, the tide. And, and I'm going to give, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of say that like part of that is probably the 2017 failure because when you get young kids, they don't know any better, right? Like sometimes that works out in your favor where you have like a kid going into a, a super hostile environment, whether it's Honduras, whether it's, it's, um, Azteca and they're just, just they just too like, young to know better. Right. Like you're just like too young to know that this is a problem. Um, and I think they're, that, they're like, nervous about like the moment, regardless, they're not nervous right. about. Right. Like the, they would, they would be nervous certain. playing in Kansas city. 
Right. Because, you know, or they wouldn't be nervous playing in Wembley in front of, you know, whatever. Um, so, so I think that like that, that may have worked in our favor. Um, and, and with these kids, and we'll talk about Honduras uh, in a second, because that, that was the game, right? Like this, this six, six, nothing tournament final was like a fun Danny mob, but like you look at the stands for the semifinal and you look at the stands for the final and that just sort of tells you everything you need to know. But um, you know, to go out and take care of business in the final. And, and that's sort of like, again, like I'm not, you know, Chris Brady had what one difficult save to make Antonio Carrera who came in the 55th minute. Yeah. They, they like, they rotated goalies in the, in the, in the final, they were not taking this seriously. Um, but I, I think before we get to, to Honduras, I want to give a lot of credit to Mikey Varas because I think that it would have been easy to sort of be lackadaisical and let some things go and who cares? We already won, blah, 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 blah. You know, the champagne shower already happened, so to speak. Um, and, and I think that they came out, you know, they came out a little bit flat, but once they got that first goal, you know, the pressure was, was relentless. Um, and that, that sort of, it's, it's funny because like Varus, I think, I, I don't know his background, but it looked a whole hell of a lot, uh, like, like the Red Bull system to me, press high, go fast, you know, counter press, you know, do that whole thing. And it's like, it's, it's hard not to wonder what our, our senior national team, which is so built to, to, to run that system, um, whether or not it, 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 it is coming. And if it's not coming, you know, how much, how much we would benefit. Shut up, Greg. Um, yeah. How much we would benefit from that, that coming, but you know what else is coming hard and fast and right in your face? It's this sponsor. Mother's day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right. Oh boy. <laughs> so, it, it, during the Honduras game, I was texting with like some buddies and um, one having friends, other friends, Kevin, yeah, yeah, who also talk about soccer. I have like three distinct like <laughs> soccer chats within like subsets I'm of like different friends. Anyways, um, he was like kind of frustrated or fl- like he kept on saying like, slow down, slow down. Like, especially in like the final third. And it was mostly because, all right, you're watching like a U20 tournament. Like the touches are slop. Like most of the time, like if these guys aren't, if, if they were of this age and could collect the ball, like Gio Reyna, like they'd be playing at Dortmund and they wouldn't be released for this tournament kind of thing. Right. So the, the touches are all over the place, but like, you can clean that up with a little bit more technique as you age, but like more importantly, it's just like the ability to like play fast. And I was like, dude, no, like, how many times have we watched the senior team recycle, just, just recycle back, and up. right. And, and they're slow on the ball and like thinking and probing outside of the 18. And like, you get like one shot on goal in 90 seconds. Like, no, like, I don't know if they had like certain triggers set up, but like, as soon as they could get one of those, like, like, like someone from the midfield would almost like float wide. And as soon as they could hit one of those, like, like cutback passes to like someone sitting centrally, like, that the the fullback or wing to that side was just like going there was a lot of like there's simple movements but like they were drilled just be like we are going to pressure 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 and like get in behind and that was like the the most important thing i think out of this tournament compared to previous failed olympic qualifying cycles where it's like oh yeah we brought all these box to box midfielders like how the hell are we ever going to score a goal and we never did and no one ever like made the movements to do so and I, I, I want to give, you know, like I said, I think Mikey Varas had a, had a really, really good tournament. Um, yeah. You know, especially when compared to the last youth tournament that mattered, um, which was a coaching disaster class. Um, Player selection. There was a lot of, it was, it was just that. from top to bottom. It was a failure. Um, but, but what, a, a cool thing I thought about the Honduras game, which, you know, it was obviously the game of the tournament um, was that, the first goal came in the third minute and it was off a set piece that was like so beautifully put together. And it was like, like the, the, the fact is, is that like, those are, that's coaching, right? Like 
you know, when, when Diego Luna dribbles through seven people and lays off a nice pass and someone scores off of it, that's, that's players, right? I, I don't care who your, your coach is. You put that player in that situation, he's going to do it. But coaching is, is set pieces and getting people organized and making sure you have the right person on the ball, which I would argue Varus didn't for many of much of this tournament where he had Craig taking them. Um, but, but that first, the, the, there were, there were a couple of, of set pieces in that Honduras game that, that should have been goals. Um, and, and that goes back to coaching, but I think, I think that, that, you know, just going back to the, the Honduras game, um, you know, it, it sort of set up as beautifully as it possibly could getting a goal in the third minute against a hostile c- crowd. And it was a hostile crowd. Um, the only hostile crowd that they, that they dealt with the entire tournament. I was happy. I mean, going into the game, I was like, Oh, like, why do I have to play for an Olympic berth against Honduras and Honduras? Like, oh, da, da, da. but like, now that it's over, I'm like, Oh, what like a beautiful, what a yeah. great like learning moment for these guys. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it was, and, and I mean, they, yeah, they responded. Yeah. You can't they, say they that. You can't say the same about, can't say the same about the senior team. Yeah. Um, they were <laughs> up for it. They were ready for it. And they, they responded. Um, and and the, 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 the interesting thing about this is that this team did a really, really good cha- uh, job of, of just sort of getting out in front of things. The only game where they didn't was the only game they gave up a goal, right? Like you go back through this tournament, they played what, seven games. Um, they gave up a, a goal, two goals against Canada and nothing else. And, and look, like at, at the end of the day, like it's, it's, you can only get play the games in front of you. You didn't have to play Mexico. Fine. But you did have to play Costa Rica. You did have to play Honduras in Honduras. You did have to. You play- should have had to play Mexico, but they lost to like Guatemala, like, yeah, dude, Dakota <laughs> High mean- School U fifteen team. <laughs> yeah, but you play the teams that are in front of you. Like you can't. Like we should have had to play them, but at the same time, like okay, they need to get here first. Yeah, and 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 the fact is, is that you can only play and beat the teams in front of you, and and America did. Said. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I think that there's like a lot of credit for that. A lot of, a lot of good that comes out of that. Um, you know, in terms of, in terms of the, 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 the fullbacks, I thought that Noah Allen sort of played fine. I didn't think that he played particularly well uh, tonight. I think that he was better than Michael Halliday, but like between those two, I think, I think if either of them sniffs the senior team, something has gone massively wrong. Um, if either of them is really an option for the Olympics, I, I would say that that's like a pretty big problem. Um, you know, like there, are, there are better options. Um, you know, same, same for the U20 World Cup. Um, but I thought Cuevas played really, really well throughout this tournament. I think that he was probably like the, the only undroppable player. I think he started every single game. Um, and, and I think that he's, he's one who you can say like, okay, like maybe – maybe he's a guy who, who can, who can make it through because again, this isn't, this isn't the old youth tournaments where you're like, I hope 10 of these guys are worth a damn. It's like, we're looking for two to three. Um, if that, if that, right. And, and I think Cuevas could, I mean, depth is always nice to have. I think three, three is a good place to sit. Yeah. Like, like, I, I think, I think if we, if we could, if we could take three, I mean, shoot, let's, let's say four, right. Let's say four of these guys ever get a, a, a serious senior national cap. Um, I think Cuevas could be one of them. I think that he, he is, um, you know, he, he took a guy's soul tonight. Mm. Um, but he also was like the guy who was like sort of most in control and like the least, the least bothered by what was in front of him. Um, like, I, I don't remember him doing anything stupid. I don't remember him doing anything like, um, sort of catastrophic Halliday and Allen both did, um, obviously nothing came of it, but, but both of them had sort of their, their moments, but, I thought Cuevas was probably the most important player we had. Um, you know, him and Alvarado, I thought, I thought, and it's, it's probably not an accident that those are the two European based players. Um, you know, Cuevas is Cuevas plays for Bruges and, and Alvarado plays for Zella. Um, but, but I thought that they, they both did really well. Brandon Craig um, is the other player who, who coming into this tournament, like you could probably have said like is in the top 15 of a, of a depth chart for, for the senior national team. Um, Brandon Craig is, is one of those guys who's sort of been around a while in sort of the, you know, national team prospect lexicon. Um, I didn't think he played particularly well. Uh, I like what, what, what did you guys think? Um, it's one of those like weird things where, uh, like so much of the game just happened in, in one direction where it was like, how fast can you attack? How fast can you like flip possession that 
there's a lot of like other qualities that like you're just not going to really be able to assess for if you're someone who isn't Paxton Harrison Luna, someone like that going forward. Um, I, I guess it was fine. I mean, it's an interesting statement where you think that he's like been around for this long. Cause I've never really thought much of him in like a, from a depth chart standpoint, I still, I've always thought I would never think that he would be, if we had to send like three teams to three distinct tournaments at the same time, like for the senior level, like, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be part of that. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I think like if, if you're talking about like, you would need for, for three distinct teams, like of 23, right? Like you'd be talking about uh, how, what's, what's 23 times three, Greg. Can you do that math for me real quick? Six. <laughs> <laughs> he got me. I did. Um, but, but like, what I'm really saying is, is like, is he a top nine? What, what would it be two, four, six, you know, 12, 13, 14 center back, maybe. Um, but because like, then you're, you're starting to get to like, you know, at the senior level, like George Campbell, you know, or, or like, uh, you know, you, you start getting into guys who you're like, ah, I don't want him there. Um, There's like a whole bunch of guys though, in MLS that are like American who are starting center backs that I like, this is like a stupid, like sounder shout, but like, I don't know, like that, that Jackson Reagan guy who like graduated from the university of Michigan, who starts for Seattle now as a center back. Like he, I, I think that he is just as likely as Brandon Craig of like, I don't know. Yeah. But so, so, so maybe, maybe it's just like, like, like the, 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 the weird specific echo chamber I was in. Um, Brandon Craig was, was one of those guys who, who, who kept like sort of being like brought up, like, Oh, he's the next one. Like Aiden Morris was another one of those for me mm-hmm. who like kept getting shouts and kept getting shouts. And it's like, okay, well, like Moses Nyman is another one. Um, like kept getting shouts, kept getting shouts. And like, here we are, uh, which is sort of like maybe the point about um, like youth national prospects where you're just like shrug, hopefully three or four of these get through. That's the point. Um, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that nothing can, will change the fact that they did the job. So like, when you look back on, you know, if anything good happens at the Olympics and, and if that happens, it's going to be through Kevin Paredes and Justin Che, and, you know, you'd be looking at Ricardo Pepe. Um, you know, you have to remember that like, they are only there because Noah Allen and Brandon mm-hmm. Craig did the job. Um, Chris Brady and, and Antonio Carrera, it was really Brady. Um, you know, so, so, so that's that, like, you can't take that away from them and that's, that's to their credit. Um, but I think like, sort of like to, to put a bow on this whole tournament, to put a bow on the whole Olympic qualifying U20, uh, world cup qualifying, um, a, I appreciate CONCACAF making this as easy as possible. Um, they, they, they have changed the rules on Olympic qualification so many times that like, thanks. Uh, we appreciate it. We, we, we will take your gift. Um, but also like, you know, when you, when you sort of think about this and think about this team, like it was a fun team to watch and that like, that is its own benefit. Um, the way that they played, the way that they pressed, the way that they fought literally, um, you know, like it was a very, I don't want to say it was throwback because American teams of the past couldn't have controlled the ball, um, the way that they did, but like the, the, the sort of like the, the, the cliche that we want. Um, Clint Dempsey, but with technical ability, like we want 11 Clint Dempsey's with technical ability. Um, like that's, I think sort of what this would look like. And I'm not saying we're going to beat CONCACAF senior teams, 10 to nothing or six to nothing or whatever, but I think like that's sort of what that would look like, right? Like the difference in talent and the difference in, in sort of like dog. Like, yeah. Well, there, there was like an incisive quality the whole time where like, I, it's going to be easier to get a U20 team unorganized and be able to play those balls behind. But I don't know. There was never a moment where I felt like this team, like honestly probably thought any of these games were ever in question. It was almost always like, this is a training exercise. Like, are we going to win three, nothing, or are we going to finish our chances and win six, nothing kind of thing? Um, which is like the right attitude to have, but, and it should carry over other than like, I don't know. There's that, a couple of teams in CONCACAF that we shouldn't beat at the senior level by three and a half goals a game. Yeah. 
and 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 the thing is is that like this but 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 this is the model right like this is how you would do it it's it's when you have the ball you're technical and you're incisive and you know where the ball's going but you also have players who can make things happen you know in this tournament it was it was luna and cuevas and alvarado and they were able to make things happen um up the middle um but you also have like it was it was a press that was like that was really suffocating um, and, it, and, and there was, a, there was, there's moments I, uh, you know, again, like tonight's game is a good example where the ball just didn't leave, um, d- the Dominican Republic's half, right? Like it just like, even when we didn't have the ball, it was just constant pressure. It was like the first um, half against Honduras too. when yeah. like, they were really dialed. It was yeah. wild. Yeah. It's, it's, it's suffocating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like, it's, it's, and, and it's the type of thing that like I want from the senior team. Because I actually think that the senior team could do it. Like they do have the players to to press high and fast and aggressively. Um, you know, obviously you're not going to be able to make you know Mexico crap their pants with a press the way that they you know the the, the youth team did to, to Honduras or to Dominican Republic. But like you can do it to the senior level Dominican Republic. You know, you you can do that to Jamaica. Um, you know, Mikel Antonio's up there. Leon Bailey is up there, but you know, in the back and in the midfield, there's nothing special about Jamaica. And that's what your sort of replacement level top tier CONCACAF team, you know, them, Honduras, El Salvador, Panama, like Costa Rica. Costa right. Rica oh you know, yeah. Like, no. Other than oh, Mexico and I guess Canada now, because we have to respect Canada. I don't respect uh, Canada. I respect <laughs> Alfonso Davies. Like there's a difference. I'm terrified of him. The rest of them are, well, Jonathan Davis. Jonathan David. I was about yeah. to say. Yeah. David's Wait good. a minute. Jonathan would... David's very good. I would do a uh, lot don't of poke the Canadian bear. Yeah. There are a lot of bears up there. Yeah. They've and they've mobilized the bears. <laughs> that's not good. Also, beavers. Moose. <laughs> you know a lot about animals in Canada. I do. I, I used to animals in Canada. I used to live fun fact, I used to live north of Canada. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um I actually don't know if our county was north of Canada. I don't think it it's was. Not. I'm, I'm pretty sure Kevin's is. Definitely not. Yeah, you guys, aren't, you guys are too far west. Yeah, we were too far we're west. We're too far west. I mean, yes. Um, but but anyways, I, I think that like this this was like a, a, a good tournament, not only for the for the result, but for for the style. And it was aesthetically pleasing. Like I wish um yeah, I wish these games were sort of more promoted. Um like Grant Wall, who, you know, whatever had a tweet the other uh, day, I guess, where he was like, oh, you know, I don't know if anybody knows this, but America is about to, you know, play a game to qualify for the Olympics. And then like there were a hundred or not a hundred, but like 40 responses were like, dude, this is the first time you've tweeted about it. You are the biggest, you are one of the biggest voices in American soccer and you have not talked about it at all. Um, but but like, you know, the, there just wasn't that much press about it. Um, you know, I, I, I do have a lot of friends who don't care about soccer and none of them were really aware of it. Um, you know, nerd cast panelist, nerd Angus tries to watch the senior national games. He'll, he'll ask us about it, but I don't know that he ever asked us about any of these youth games. I don't think, you know, you yeah. don't think he's aware. And so, and, and that's like, that's like an ESPN level fan, right? Like someone who like looks and sees on the on the the right bar of of ESPN like the headlines. Is there anything about soccer? Um, well, I would say he's even more like he's beyond that because he's a I, we know that he's an athletic subscriber and the athletic it does a better job usually of uh, diving into like soccer related topics. So yeah, he's even a little bit above the average like ESPN viewer, and he's right. not remotely aware. Right. So like I, I think it would have been like it would have been a really fun thing for this to have been a bigger deal than the USFL championship. Um, yeah. you know, which was also tonight. Um, yeah. but, but like, ultimately it is a youth tournament and it's tough. It's tough to get people to care about like, Hey, would you like to watch the fifth best winger? Who's under the age of 25 for the United States of America? Um, because Play the can't. Dominican Republic, like yeah. also it'd be a thing if, if it was Canada or Mexico, or, or, or if it was Mexico, right. I really think know. it's only, yeah. I only think Mexico is getting yeah. up for this one. And, and, and so like, like that's like Canada, a- Canada is a recent rival. Which has more to do with the like the emergence of Jonathan Davies and um, Alfonso Davies, Jonathan Davis and Alfonso Davies. Like that's less of an actual like. It's like when Il- yeah. it's, it's, it was it was like when Juice Williams was at Illinois and Illinois was a quote rival unquote of uh, Ohio State. 
It's like, no, you're not a rival. You just have a good team right now, which unfortunately <laughs> may or may not apply to my chosen fanhood of Michigan State in the mid-2010s. I mean, Juice Williams uh, terrorized a lot of people. He was good. He was super good. You guys want to remember some guys? Juice Williams. Juice Williams. <laughs> uh, played for Ron Zook in the Rose Bowl. Illinois That's under Ron Zook went to the Rose Bowl. Um, That's true. People forget that. It's a weird thing. Um, but, but is, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about in terms of this tournament, in terms of takeaways? Um, because it was a fun team. Like I'll, I'll miss watching this team because this team will never be this team again. Um, because when we see them next time, what it's, it's, it's the U20 world cup. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. I, I saw on Twitter that we will be accepting like the invitation to the Pan American games. Pan American. Really? I was really excited to see where he was going with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, as like a, a tune-up tournament for the Olympics. And I don't know like exactly who that draws from, but I get the vibe. There's gonna be like more South American teams and stuff like that. Um, I, I just fill out the calendar. Like it sucks because like fixture congestion is such a real thing. But when it comes to getting like the players who are eligible for our national team at any age level in like competitive structured tournaments, if you can get them released, like it's a great thing. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be good. I think so. So the next time we see the U20s play, we'll be we'll be in various tune-up tournaments. The U20 World Cup is a year from now. Um, so we'll probably, if we still exist, we'll be talking about that when that happens. Um, you know, um, but there's a world like an actual World Cup, a senior World Cup between now and then. So we'll we have stuff to talk about. But I think that like really to put a bow on it, this was a fun team. And I, I enjoyed watching them. Um, and if if none of them make the senior team because someone who got left off, you know, takes their spot, like, okay, it's fine. They will always have this tournament. And they got to raise that the the, the cup and they get to, you know, have those memories. So, um, you know, they, they deserve our praise and our, our memory. And, uh, you know, if they if they keep it going, great. If not, that's okay too. You know, Paxton Aronson will be fine regardless. But, um you know, this was a, a cool and fun team, and I, I'm, I, I, I enjoyed watching them. That's not always the case, right? Like there, there are teams that I support that I don't enjoy watching. Um, technically, the Detroit Lions. Um, every Detroit team. The Detroit Tigers. The Detroit Pistons. Like lots of times where I support those teams and I watch them, and I don't enjoy watching them. But this team was this team was a, a joy to watch, and um, you know, that's that's worth something. Quick trivia: The Summer Pan Am Games. It's it's the entire Western Hemisphere. Uh, the number one medal getter of all time, the United States, of course. Number two, who do you think? Does is this soccer or or everything? This is everything. The United States has won four thousand seven hundred thirteen medals at the Pan Am Games. The next country has won two thousand one hundred twenty four. Name that country. Jamaica and oh, that's a good guess. Cuba. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, none of their guys can turn pro. Oh, that's messed up. Oh, is that <laughs> yeah. uh, that's why Cuba is like surprisingly good at the Olympics too, because you have to escape the country to turn pro. So you're like in sports where you generally have guys that are like 20, 21, 22 competing. Cuba's got like twenty nine and thirty year olds. That's much less fun than I, I I was thinking like, Oh, Jamaica, they have a lot of sprinters and it's like, Nope, Cuba. Cause they have an authoritarian regime. Great. Yeah. Cool. This Wikipedia page is wild. I'm, I'm, I'm led to believe that they hosted a winter Pan Am, Pan Am games uh, in Cuba? Argentina oh. that were only attended by the United States and Canada. They had to fly all the way to Argentina and no other countries even, or I'm sorry that no one else meddled in in the entire in, in the uh entire competition this that's is fun insane. i love uh, wikipedia yeah yeah that's pretty great uh he's just like thanks a bunch here's here's a here's a fun game um there is a there's only one country that has ever uh, that that has a medal but only has the one medal name that country so you you have to be good enough to get a medal. Does it still not, exist? It does still exist. Maldives. 
like no. it's Pan America. Pan American games. Oh, oh. Pan American games. Yep. Um Guyana. Uh nope. Next guess. Last guess. St. Kitts and Nevis. It is Aruba. Mm. One bronze. They have a bronze, and that bronze was won in... Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can figure this out. As, he, as the listeners can tell, we're very yep. excited for the Pan Am games. Yep. They won a bronze in sailing, which makes sense. It is an island nation. A uh, special thank you to the nation of Aruba for giving us uh, a, a couple extra minutes of content as we tried desperately to get to an hour and tails. <laughs> um, if, you, if you would like to, I, I don't know if that was obvious to our listeners that we were desperately trying to get to the hour mark. Man, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like the last two games, we won a combined nine nothing. It's it's hard to think. There's not much else you can say. It's nine nothing. Like we're hoping that two of these guys pan out. Like cool. It's nice to win games and like see your team not screw up. But like yeah, like you should win these games six nothing and, and three nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, like all I'm going to say about this is like it's. I, I guess it's not worth winning if you can't win big, and that's yeah, what okay. we did. <laughs> um. So great. Uh, special thank you to our panelist, uh, friend, and um, confidant, Kevin. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Shit. <laughs> and local Pan Am games expert. Local Pan American game expert, because uh, he looked at the Wikipedia before I did. Um, you can find Kevin on Twitter at Kev underscore Kwiatkowski. You can find him on Reddit. You haven't yet, because if you have, please Because you're all failures and disappointment to us. Uh, yes, mostly. Um mm. You can, uh, so uh, he, he's in the weather and the MLS chats. I don't, I don't know what else. Oh, that's, dude, yeah. perfect. I, there's this guy. He's a, he's a local meteorologist in Denver. Of course he is. Course he is. Uh, what's his name? Hang on. His name is. Champ kind. <laughs> no, Chris uh, Bianchi. He is sure. followed by both. Bianchi. Bianchi. Bianchi? Yeah. Bianchi. It's, uh, some Italian pronunciation for you. He's followed yeah. by both like Andrew Wiebe, MLS Soccer, uh, the National Weather Service, Jim Cantori, who's a very famous meteorologist, if you may know him. And he also calls games. I know we do. That's the only one. <laughs> and apparently he also calls games for like uh, Chile. And I'm like, dude, what a, what, like, what like, a. This is your best case scenario. What a perfect. This is your burner. I've never met him. No, I like we're best burner. friends. Like Kevin is the burner of Chris Bianchi. Like That's actually right. this entire time, our, our co-panelist has been famed meteorologist, Chris Bianchi. <laughs> yep. um, undeniable. Undeniable. Uh, so you can find Kevin on uh, Fox 7 Weather in Denver. Uh, I don't know. He is uh, Nine News. Know. Nine News. Nine, nine News Weather. What do you nine mean he is? Don't lie to us. You are uh, at Nine News Weather, uh, but uh, on Twitter at Kev underscore Kukowski. You can find my co-host Greg at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. Um, please let him know what your favorite Pan American games were, like which which edition and iteration. I want to know, no, specifically which medal. Which medal was your favorite at the Pan American games? Yeah. Um, my my favorite uh, world comp- competition is, of course, the 1996 Junior Goodwill Games. Um, it was uh, it was uh, uh, held in Los Angeles. Um, the American hockey team uh, upset Iceland to win the gold. Um, they were they were coached by Gordon Bombay. Um, <laughs> that is a thing that happened. Yes, that's a real thing that happened. You can find me um, normally uh, at the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Like I said, it's usually me. Um, it's not me if it's Saturdays because I'm not on the Twitter account on Saturdays. I have better things to do with my time. No, I don't, but I'm just not on the Twitter account then. Uh, if you want to uh, reach out to me uh, specifically at Diamonds Esquire, um, I don't tweet from there unless it's basketball um, because I you know, have to get those tweets out somehow. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decided to put in. Um, you know, if it's if it's a clothing company, I wouldn't mind that. I could I could use a new shirt, um, like like a nice shirt, like a you know, like a button down. Because you only have one other one. I have the one. Um, also, if any of you are wondering why he's not on the main Twitter on Saturdays, it's because it's uh, part of his plea deal. That's true. It is actually like I. Certain deals are made, um, and I uh, agree to them. So uh, you can, you can uh, we are going to get the Instagram up and running just as soon as the plea bargain. He served, he yep. served his sentence to this society. 
As soon as probation ends, the uh, Instagram will be up and running. Don't you worry about that. Right after our TikTok is created. TikTok, TikTok is also part of the- As soon as I video. figure out what that is, man. <laughs> uh, we actually don't subscribe to- um, we don't subscribe to social media uh, platforms that are based out of China. Um, TikTok is a Chinese, uh, you know, thing. I think someone said that. Correct. Anyways, um, you can please like, subscribe, share all that stuff. Uh, leave us reviews. We really enjoy them, even if they're negative. Like it's very funny to us. I think the, the negative ones are funnier. Like, like we really do appreciate it. Um, you know, if like if, if if you have something, if you want to just tell us a story in public, um, you could just write us a review. We check them like once every two months. So if like like in, like in two months, you know, you write something and like we respond two months later, it's because we check it about that often. Um, yeah, we also we do we have read our favorites out on the air. Yes, and we will do that for you if it's if it's funny. Uh, if you make me laugh. If you make a yeah, if you make if you make a Napoleon Greg laugh, then uh, he will read your review on air. So um, as always, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Podcast Network.